Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. White House wouldn't say why they think brazen criminal acts are up today. I will let others assess what the reason for that increase in crime is. But Saki did assess it two weeks ago. I think a root cause in a lot of communities is the pandemic, yes. And before that, she gave a different reason officials believed crime was rising. I think if you look at a number of cities across the country, it is actually driven by gun violence. So guns and the pandemic must fall under the umbrella answer given about crime this week. There are a range of reasons for that. How wide a range remains unclear. Would you consider one of the reasons in the range, prosecutors who are cutting people who are accused of many criminal offenses loose too quickly. I, again, I am not, as I as I wasn't yesterday, going to give an assessment for every uh, every in, every motivation or reason for crime in different communities across the country. No, oh, okay, not anymore. Now that it, it appears that it's you know. Lefty policies. There's a shock. Well, that's all right. She's a spinmeister. I get that's her job. New York Post with an interesting uh, headline. I'm a flight attendant, and this is what happens to dead bodies on planes. Durr. Can't can't say that I'd ever thought about this before. Just to clarify, uh, was the body dead when it got on the plane? Or are we no. talking about transporting for funerals? Or No. Somebody dies on a plane. A flight attendant has revealed what happens to dead bodies on a plane. Strap um, a parachute on it. Wait till you're over she, a funeral home. She said, we want to be as respectful as possible if that death on board actually happens. They are, I'm laughing at what Joe said, not what she said. Uh, huh. They are put in their seat. Yeah, that caught me. Uh, they're put in their seat, especially for landing, to make sure they're secured in the aircraft. So if somebody dies on the plane... They're going to put him in the seat next to you? If Sir, they were please buckle you? your seat belt. He's, he's dead. Oh, oh, can you buckle it for him? Hmm. I don't know how I feel about I'm that. I'm just glad to hear that they'll handle you respectfully, because I was afraid that maybe they'll, I don't know, make you up like a clown and put a red nose on you and parade you up and down the aisle and say, look at me, I'm a clown to the dead body. I'm glad they're respectful. It's a relief. You jam them in the little bathroom, close the door, and say, out of order. Pretend it never happened. <laughs> They're putting their seat. front. Trust me. What, did somebody <laughs> die in there? Funny you should ask. Oh, Go up front. Trust me. Uh, but uh, after you land, it is the plane is considered a crime scene. So the police come on and assess the whole aircraft and the passengers. That means if someone dies on a flight that you're on, you are in for a long wait. If a death ever happens oh. on your flight, expect to be there for a little while after you land, at least. Um, she'd been on a few flights and flown with dead bodies without realizing it. Then they figure that out. They call the police. And they've got to do a full assessment of were they killed by somebody or poisoned or, you know, an Orient Express sort of thing. And uh, right, I was just going to ask, are there any pieces of literature or movies about uh, being murdered on a plane? Because that's a pretty good uh, setting for a, a tense thriller. It really is. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, if you've been on very many flights in your life, you've almost certainly flown with a dead body without realizing it. Thousands of dead bodies are ferried around the world every single year, obviously. You know, if, if grandma, uh, dies in Arizona, but she wanted to be buried in the burial plot up in Connecticut, you know, 
what are you going to do? Put her on Amtrak? No, you know, fly her on a plane. So it's not that strap her on the roof like in uh, National Lampoon's Vacation, right? A cinematic classic. Keep an ear out for this so that they don't alarm passengers. Airlines have a nickname for dead bodies so that they can fly uh, undetected. A Jim <laughs> oh, Wilson. I can't wait for this. <laughs> it's a Jim Wilson. So if you ever hear uh, a pilot or an air traffic person or whoever referring to it, we have a, a Jim Wilson. That's a, that's a DB, a dead body. The name comes Thanks. from the crates that are used to transport the bodies. Uh, sometimes referred to as HR human remains, but a Jim Wilson. So there you go. It's like if you and your friends had some sort of code for pot back in the day. This is for dead bodies on a plane. <laughs> yeah, uh, wow. The whole crime scene thing. I, I never even thought of that. Poor some, some poor old codger passes away toward the back of the plane, has a heart attack. It's all over. You know, God bless him and his family. And, uh, but uh, then the, the cops got to come on. What are you going to fingerprint everybody and like do an autopsy right there on the plane before they let you go? I mean, because it turns out, look at that. He's got a needle mark in his neck. Wait a minute, detective. You know, come on. They go from person to person, starting in the back row. What is your name? Jack. Where were you on about today's date at roughly 1130 a.m.? I was sitting here. Mm -hmm. Can anybody vouch for that? I think this guy can. (laughs) I I can. I've been sitting next to him. What's your name? Um, by the way, not all airlines handle it the same way. They've got a story here of a 50-year-old woman who passed away 45 minutes into a three-and-a-half-hour flight. Uh, her body was laid in the aisle under a blanket for the duration of the flight, much to the horror of the passengers, it says here. They just laid her in the aisle. Step wow. over, I guess. So i got to urinate and i got to step over a poor old dead lady? That's terrible. Now, what if, is there a different policy, say, if United beats you to death? Like uh, they beat that poor Asian doctor. I mean, is it the same policy or? Oh, okay, I guess they don't do that very much, allegedly or something. My opinion. Please don't Ooh. sue me. Take it easy on them, flight attendant. Take it easy. But oh boy. Oh, well, we got a Jim Wilson up here. You went to. Oh boy. Yeah. yeah I will be listening for Jim Wilson on flights for the rest of my life, thanks to that article. You learn something every Yikes. day. Yeah, you do. Uh, oh, hey, getting back to crime, which we were discussing briefly uh, in the context of the Jen Psaki clip, um, Chicago's going to sue Jussie Smollett after that uh, guilty verdict in the hate hoax thing. Yeah, I missed out for on... for 130 grand and change. I missed out on some of that because I was in the hospital last week. Um, Jussie Smollett, now that I've had a chance to see some of his old interviews... And the ongoing interviews, even after he should have known, the jig is up. My plan was not that good. Everybody figured it out. And he went ahead and Costanza-like took it to the very end and is continuing to claim that this is what happened. He is a full-on sociopath or just a nut job of some sort. But he's a crazy person. Not, it's not normal. Staging the whole thing is weird enough. But it's not normal to be able to sit there with Robin Roberts or whoever and cry and talk about the legacy of slavery and all that sort of stuff when, you know, there's all these stories everywhere about how you staged it and they got video of you and the guys buying the rope. I mean, it's starting to fall apart, but you went ahead and cried on TV and acted like it was some sort of, you're a nut job, man. Just like really nuts. 
Yeah, some sort of nut. So, like you said, it might be a sociopath or just uh, unable to disconnect uh, fact and fantasy or something like that. Oh, by the way, the uh, the uh, Nigerian brothers, the Osindaro brothers, they've also uh, filed a defamation lawsuit against Smollett's lawyers, stating that the case damaged their careers and reputations. Careers as fake beating participants, <laughs> I guess. Among the suggestions made by Smollett's team was uh, one suggesting that Abel engaged in sexual relationships with uh, Smollett and noted that homosexuality is illegal in the brother's home country. Oh, boy. It can result in 14 years of imprisonment. Well, are they homosexual? I mean, that would be my thing. It's like, look, I'm not gay and I didn't have sex with him if I, if I were them in straight. Gosh, if the accused is married in Nigeria, which is, is that the most populous... Um, country in africa i don't remember it's a big one um if you're married the punishment is death by stoning oh boy. the lawyers globally broadcasted statements that bola alcindaro is a homo is homosexual and dangers him and the lives of his nigerian family so heck i don't know i can you sue what did i mean if 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 uh you know in the case of uh you know the people versus jack armstrong jack having gone crazy and beaten michael to death um and i'm called to testify um i'm called to testify and your defense attorney says well joe getty i happen to know that you're a child molesting junkie and i'm like whoa whoa whoa, whoa, wait what can i sue that attorney for suggesting that in court it's never even occurred to me before trying to discredit me publicly there also should be a separate name for a crime i mean if we're gonna have i think hate crime is a dumb idea um but if we're gonna have something called a hate crime where it's you know all about what was in your head at the time i guess um we should have some sort of category for furthering hate in america crimes or furthering division in america crime because that's what was going on there for a while certainly you're you're convincing lots of people that well there are there are racist trump supporters out there willing to beat down black men in the middle of the night no no not really that would be a crime crime whipping up racial animus yeah Yeah. i totally get that yeah i did you know i'm not for that sort of you know thought crime as i know you aren't either but i totally get it yeah what it's impossible to quantify the damage or you know some of those mbc msnbc hosts who are constantly calling everybody a racist and trying to convince everybody that 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 the clan is lurking around every corner how much damage do they do so is smollett gonna spend serious time in jail he certainly should no no, no, no. Way. A friend of mine who's a lawyer in Chicago says extremely de- uh, unlikely. He'll do a bunch of community service, pay a significant fine. He'll probably be on probation, but no, no time. Or he won't late. spend a day in jail. Wow, that's a prediction. Who knows? He might. Depends on the judge and his mood that day. I sure as hell hope his career's over. His ability to earn a living. As you want actor. him to be destitute and starve, or what? He's, 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 there's something wrong with his brain. He's a kookula. I mean, like, if he was going to get a job at Subway putting sandwiches together, would you be okay with that? Those of you in the sandwich <laughs> yeah. generation, you're... Yeah, or do you want to be starved to death? How, is, is, does your vengeance know no bounds? That's my question to <laughs> you. <laughs> I was just wondering if he's still going to be lionized by, like, the whatever community and still, you know, get great parts and make lots of money because it, it, maybe he lied about that. But that sort of thing does happen, so... Oh, yeah. Uh, There are a lot of people who think that way. 
I tell you what, I order a sandwich, Jesse Smollett is making it. I'm kind of amused by that. I am too. Just saying. Just saying. Maybe he becomes a, a flight attendant and, uh, you know, handles the Jim Wilsons. Was that the term? <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. I wish him well in his future endeavors. <laughs> hey, Jesse, don't let me beat you up and put a noose around your neck. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> now, can I get that Diet Coke, please? <laughs> yes. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So, yeah, we have a debt problem, but we have a debt problem partly because the very richest people just aren't paying. No brinksmanship, no default on the debt, no risk of another recession. Responsible governing has won on this exceedingly important issue. That's hilarious. And, and I'm a grown-up enough, and I think honest enough, to admit that if it were a Republican president and Republicans controlling, they would be saying the things Chuck Schumer said. This is the responsible thing to do. This is responsible government. Yeah, that's hilarious. It's responsible government that we had to raise the debt ceiling by another couple trillion dollars yesterday so that we can continue to spend more than we take in. Whatever. And every if the administration United does it, and both States were do. to default on our obligations, that would be disastrous. Yeah, we know. And Elizabeth Warren claiming the problem, the reason we've got a debt problem is we're not taxing those. You could take all of Jeff Bezos' money. She mentioned him by name. He's got $150 trillion. Jeffrey Bezos. I think he's got $150 trillion now. Um, take it all. <laughs> A billion. He's got $150 billion. You could take it all. wouldn't make a dent. I mean, it wouldn't be a rounding error in our national debt. Yeah, I've seen those statistics. You could confiscate the entire wealth of the top 1%, and it would only fund the government for like two-thirds of the year or something. Don't don't, quote me on that, but yeah, it's ridiculous. Absolutely laughable. Whatever. Uh, What's that Jen Psaki quote? I want to hear that. Number 64. Can we do that? What do you say to people who say we're just going to be having the same conversation a little bit over a year from now? I'm not sure what American person is saying that or is concerned about the debt limit, but maybe there is somebody you've met on the street. I don't know. But I will say that, um, you know, our view, the president's view, is that this has been done in a bipartisan way. The American people shouldn't be worried about whether or not elected officials are doing what they should do and raising the debt limit to make sure we're covering bills that have already been incurred, which I think is sometimes a misunderstanding out there. What yeah. a great dodge that is, that whole thing. Listen, oh we're God. just saying we'll pay the bills we've incurred. Okay. Yes, that's true. All right, let's talk about the bills you've effing incurred then, please. <laughs> How about the fact that Jen Psaki and a substantial amount of the press corps thought it was hilarious that anybody would actually be concerned about the debt limit? Well, you it know, was kind of out loud. Because the public doesn't care. Rush Limbaugh was uh, right back before he was a Jim Morrison? Jim Wilson. Jim Wilson. Jim Wilson. Back he before didn't he was die a Jim on a Wilson. plane. He'd be respectful, uh, please. Rush hmm. Limbaugh said nobody cares about no there are no fiscal conservatives. He was right. That's just that that's a dead issue. It's an ins- it's insane that that's a dead issue. That is the guaranteed road to ruin.
I mean, absolutely no way around it. But right. it is what's happening. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll just try to accept it and apologize to my children at Christmas. Perhaps on Christmas morn, as we're tearing open the presents, a little red fire truck for Declan <laughs> would be mystified by that as he's nearing 30. A dolly for Kate. <laughs> Dad, I'm a full-time employee of a major shipping company. I don't need a dolly. Anyway, oh, where was I? Ah, yes. This is a touchdown dance. This is me being a small man. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I was going to say, on Christmas Day, I'm going to be apologizing to my children for for skyrocketing taxes that they will be paying in their future and a, a choked-off economy. The touchdown dance thing is, and it's funny, once somebody slugs a bully in his face and he falls to his knees, all of a sudden a bunch of other courageous people rush forward and say, I'm ready to fight him. Well, now that... A couple of uh, Hispanic organizations have said, hey, the whole Latinx thing is stupid. Now people, Hispanic people and political people are rushing out of the woodwork saying, yeah, yeah, it's stupid. Nobody uses that. In fact, it's insulting to Hispanic people. Interesting. So I'll do a bit of a touchdown dance on that as more people are, are showing up. The district attorney of L.A. is crazier than crazy. He's just a nut job. George Gascon is a danger to America and its citizens. Absolutely. Got a great example of that coming up. You want to hear it. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'll tell you what. Drinking a big cup of Miralax every morning will keep you on your toes. That's what I've been doing lately. Is that what that stuff is? Is, is that the way you say I, it? Is that a uh, it's a uh, um, it's a uh, inner lubricant, if you will? Yeah. So I'm taking a stool softener. This is something you have to do after you've been in the hospital because they've been pumping you full of uh, like um, heavy duty painkillers, and so it yeah. gets you all stopped up. So I got to take a stool softener and a Miralax every morning just to like, and then it's just, I mean. You talk about unpredictable. You don't make don't don't have Not any a strict schedule. You can't have a strict schedule when you're doing this. You gotta be somewhat flexible in your you plans. Gotta be on yes. your toes. Folks, yeah. surely this will be over soon. I'm with you. I'm praying it is. You gotta have be you light drinking on your feet? prune juice. No, I've never done that. That's oh, nature's own, right? I swigged that down like it was water when I was it fighting my own post surgical issues. But uh yeah, I got to be on the other side of this pretty quickly. I I stayed as I went as little of the hardcore painkillers as I could. Like if I could just I tried Tylenol and ibuprofen and all that sort of stuff. But sometimes you got no choice. Um, this is an amazing deal. We've been talking a lot about this uh, district attorney in L.A., George Gascone, who is a weirdo. I mean, he's not only politically weird. I think he's just like a weirdo. He's, he's a strange ranger, no doubt. Uh, San Franciscans yeah. know him and remembering him, remember him for bringing widespread property crime and bums and junkies and ruin to that wonderful city. But his current thing is he prohibits prosecutors in his office from staffing parole hearings. It's his job. It's the job of the DA's office to go to parole hearings and stand up for the victims of crime and argue for why the criminal should stay in jail. Because the the criminal has a lawyer provided by the taxpayer 
to argue for why they should get out. Gascon has prohibited his prosecutors from going and staffing the parole hearings. So somebody who committed some sort of horrible, violent crime against you or your family, now they have a parole hearing. He'll hide the fact that the parole hearing is even going on and then not staff the rebuttal so that hopefully the guy will get out. What? So just a blanket amnesty? doesn't matter that on a case-by-case basis, I mean, come on, Gascon, you got to recognize that in some cases... Just obviously the person needs to stay in jail. No, 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 no. Just a blanket. We're not going to fight any of them. That's nuts. Right. A a sociopathic serial rapist is about to get out. Every prison test, every psychologist's examination has said, oh, my God, yeah, he's still a danger to the humans, the the, the people, in, in spite of this sentence being over. They won't even send an advocate for the victims in the state. Won't even send it. And the system, the parole hearing system, the the parole board, they're neutral, you know, fair-minded arbiters, at least theoretically. They expect the defense attorney to say he's a model citizen, he's completely reformed, he wants to go help, uh, you know, orphans get their uh, advanced degrees and then the prosecution's going to come in and say no the guy's still for instance a sociopathic rapist and and we think he's a danger to society and we want you to be very careful about this well part of that that half of that equation's been yanked now at least in la county well so this homicide detective in la last name mccarthy i came across this story he's decided to try to help out the the victims and um even though the L.A. Sheriff's Department has 4,500 unsolved cases and new tips coming in every single day. This homicide detective has decided to take a lot of his time to try to fill the void left by George Giscone. In the past, McCarthy says, the D.A. would always go to these parole hearings. Now it's up to us to help out the family because if we don't help them, there's no one. They're out on an island, ignorant of the process. They don't know what to do, so we stepped in to help. A 2008 California constitutional amendment states that prosecutors shall assist and represent victims at parole hearings. That's the law, which has been very solid and effective policy in L.A. since the early 70s. That's the law. It doesn't say may, it says shall. Gascon's complete abandonment of victims at parole hearings is unprecedented and breathtaking, said uh, a guy who's standing up for the law. Uh, the relatives of murder victims are left to fend for themselves against murderers of the loved ones and their defense attorneys who are funded by taxpayers. Absolutely amazing. America saw the glaring results of this policy back in August when Sirhan Sirhan, you'll remember this story, was granted parole for the murder of Robert F. Kennedy. He was housed in San Diego County Prison where a stunned district attorney there openly criticized the lack of victim representation at the parole hearing. Now, they were able to get that turnaround. He ended up staying in. But originally, he was granted parole because of the fact that Gascon does not believe in even making an attempt to keep these people in. Violating the state constitution. I know. Well, he has no respect for the Constitution. He's a Marxist and a revolutionary, a would-be revolutionary. I read a piece, I think it was in the L.A. Times, who was talking about the number of folks from his very office, from the DA's office, who either quit or are using their free time to do things like you're talking about, uh, serve as victims' advocates and help them understand the parole board hearing and that sort of thing. They've made it their, their life's passion outside of their work. Well, I realize that there's a recall going on, but he is a crazy person. And how the hell did you all vote him in? Yeah. What? Yeah. Well, he makes a very good, well-funded uh, argument for reforming the racism 
the systemic racism of the legal system. We have too many people behind bars, particularly people of color. Too many dads who ought to be out with their kids. It's a good, it's a solid populist political message in a city. But then he gets in office, and Cheso Bedin's the same. There are a bunch of them. Um, there, there's a Diana Becton in Contra Costa County is way left. They get into office, and they start enacting these turn-the-rapists-and-the-murderers-free laws. And they just throw the thing completely out of bounds. I mean, do we need some reforms, or do we should we constantly scrutinize the system that allows the state to deprive citizens of their freedom? Of course we should. Absolutely we should. But these people are nuts. I mean, politically, they are so far out there. You know, if, if there's a takeaway to this, and we mentioned this earlier, uh, pay attention to district attorney races. Pay attention to attorney general in your state, whatever, because they're huge. And the way left has realized, boy, we can get a lot of change going if we elect radical DAs. Some of them are ideologues like this Gascon people. I think some of them, I'm guessing in my county, it was more about that's just what my county wants and I want to get reelected. So that's which way the wind is blowing. I don't actually care about victims and crime. I'm just... I just want to keep my job. So, Yeah, like the gig. Oh, by the way, uh, Summer Stefan, who's the uh, San Diego DA, is a great, great contrast to George Gascone. And she's coming out hard because they have to co-prosecute certain cases. Like they talk about this one guy who went on a robbery spree in San Diego County and then uh, murdered some people in L.A. And they were working together. And it became clear that George Gascone, he's going to remove all of the enhancements, all of the gun violations, everything from the crime. He's going to strip it down to the smallest crime he can charge and, you know, deny the the good people of both of those counties justice. And so uh, Ms. Stefan is standing up and say, she said, I can no longer trust that this DA's policies will abide by, abide by the law. I need to return my cases to San Diego. Oh, blah, 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 blah. A number of people are, are singing her praises. She stands in stark contrast to the Marxists. And I'm glad she's there, and I'm glad she's saying what she's saying. For instance... Uh, she said, we have a constitution in her process where the DA is supposed to represent the interests of the people, talking about uh, these parole hearings. Um, uh, what really upsets me is being the DA means having truth and integrity. And what they announced is they're not going to show up because the DA has no role past the initial sentencing. And that is simply false, according to the law, you know, as Jack was was explaining. So, uh Oh, Stefan is joined with 44 other district attorneys to sue California to stop the early release of some 76,000 felons, including convicted murderers, rapists, child molesters, uh, thanks to Gavin and George Gascon and all those other people we mentioned, Chesso Bodine. So, man, there's a real fight for the criminal justice system going on right now, especially in blue states. And, man, if it goes the wrong way, oh, it's going to be a murderer walking down every block in California. Craziness. So, um, did anybody dig up uh, the part of the show where I may have accidentally said the f word? We got, got a it. number of te- we've got a, had a number of texts about that. Can can we can we? And my f word's different than your f word. I'll say the regular f word all the time, but I will not say the f word that is the coarse term for flatulence. I will not say that word, um, but I think I may have accidentally here. Yeah, you can change your own darn fault to oh. <laughs> Pardon? Yeah. own darn fault. Yeah, 
clearly F bomb yeah. on the air. Disgusting. Yeah, you can change your own darn fart to oh. Pardon <laughs> me? own darn fault. Well, I sound I sound like a guy who can't talk at all. Sound like Joe Biden. Fart you sound like Joe Biden. The reason I brought that up actually is we got fart. somebody who texted <laughs> Fart what? Fart. Fart. Fart? That's I do not say that this. word. I do not approve of that word. It's idiotic. Stop playing it, Michael. A, stum- a stumbling over your words is different than saying it on purpose. Yeah. Uh, that is true. I hate to admit it, since I'm kind of enjoying this, <laughs> but it's true, yes. Well, Joe Getty, going with intent matters. Thank you. I appreciate that, because intent does matter. But we did get this text, in addition to me saying that, they really enjoyed the Joe Biden rambling clip about the sandwiches from earlier, so we oh, ought to play yeah. that again when we come back. Let's. Uh, yeah. If you haven't heard that, it's worth sticking around for. <laughs> for- Everyone, everyone is a little harder. So, you know, so mom can, grandmom can walk out without having, uh, out of her, her porch without worrying about falling, can take care of herself, can be left alone. They're going to keep working to pay the bills. Look, my plan is simple. We're going to make sure we take care of mom. We're going to take care of the child. You and those of you in the sandwich generation, you're dealing with both. You're dealing with both. Look, and families can save money. The sandwich generation. Those of you in the sandwich generation. Does the uh, sandwich generation coincide with the Pepsi generation? Because that's a great coincidence. You know? (laughs) Uh, Sandwich to wash your sambo down. (laughs) I don't know what the hell he was talking about. Those of you in the sandwich generation. Neither does he. Um, That was a good one. That was a good Joe Biden sort of rambling, what are you talking about, old man? You can... You can kind of see what he's trying to pull off in a lot of those sentences, and his poor old man brain just won't let him. And it's going to happen to all of us someday. Yeah. But we yeah. shouldn't be president either when we're, at, nope. when we're doing that. Good point. We haven't mentioned today that Huawei, the Chinese company that's putting 5G all around the world, uh, I don't, I don't get those of you who aren't already hip to this, but got outed as being working with the government of China, the Communist Party. Yeah, yeah, come on, Jesus. Specifically in surveillance and suppression of dissidents. Yeah, but and remember, I, we had I don't to understand. beg all sorts of our allies. Don't use their infrastructure. Are you insane? Don't embrace the Communist Party's cell infrastructure, you lunatics. And we we had to browbeat the crap out of Britain, for instance, not to do it. Yeah. Trump and Bojo really had a bit of a problem there for a, about a week or so, where Great Britain was full on going to go with Huawei for their 5G. And they're part of our you know intelligence sharing. And we said to them, well, we can't share intelligence with you anymore. I don't understand what's going on here are people that willing to take up because it's going to be a price break or whatever it is and just ignore or do they not actually get it the 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 people that i read and listen to like josh rogan of the washington post the people on the china unscripted they're they're, they've been saying this for years look there's no such thing as a private company in china 
that doesn't have to do what the Communist Party wants. It doesn't exist. So quit wondering or, like, investigating. It doesn't exist. And Huawei, being the giant company it is, the only way they're allowed to be a giant company is if the Communist Party can say to them, look, yeah, you put in a 5G in Great Britain and we get access to all this and that and same... and." And so anyway, the reason I brought it up with the Financial Times, which I recently subscribed to, and it's crazy expensive, so I'm probably going to cancel it, U.S. to blacklist eight more Chinese company Chinese companies, including the world's biggest drone maker. We are calling out more and more companies for, we're not going to allow you to do this or that in the United States because you are an arm of the Communist Party. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we're waking up to it. I just am yeah. shocked that it took so long. Yeah, you know, I saw some coverage of the the Huawei thing, and it was amazing because as as Huawei was pitching, you know, various government offices in China or departments or whatever, um, they had like a a PowerPoint presentation in which they said, and remember, with Huawei's technology, you can identify dissidents by their voices and get them in a concentration camp lickety split. I mean, they were super proud and enthusiastic about how wow. they could aid in the oppression of citizens, and and of course. You know, they're more than happy to market that technology to anyone. And then when I was at the WAPO or somebody went asking about it, all of a sudden those slides disappeared and they said, oh, Huawei would never do that. We have no idea what you're talking about. But it's they're as dirty as can be. The world's biggest commercial drone company is out of China. And up until like today, a lot of the free world was using their drones with all of that information, you know, the video, the audio uh, everything that they use in those drones for spying, going straight to the Communist Party. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, but and again, your question is a good one. I don't. It's probably unanswerable. But how has anybody not caught up on this? Caught on to it? Do you think like Do you think Great Britain, Bojo, Boris Johnson didn't know, or or, or Germany didn't know, or are they that willing? To give up their security for cheaper 5G. I don't know. I remember being so astounded and troubled by that at the time. I mean, I had physical symptoms of distress. I was so confused by it. So I wish I could answer your question. I can't. It's time. It's time for final thoughts. Final thoughts. The final thoughts. It's time. It's time for final thoughts with Armstrong and Getty. Mm, good stuff. <laughs> Here's your host for final thoughts, Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day. Our technical director, Michelangelo. Michael, final thought? Uh, yeah, it's getting late, only 10 days before Christmas. So if you haven't uh, ordered your stuff online, you might want to start uh, looking in your yard for possible branches they can give to your children because you're you're in a tough spot. Wow. <laughs> you might be able to get the fabulous Let's Go Brandon Armstrong and Getty flag newly arrived at armstrongandgetty.com. Uh, young Alex is our behind-the-scenes producer. Alex, final thought? You know, my father-in-law and I are doing some yard work this weekend as well. We're moving some things from storage. He's a big fan of the show, but he normally listens to the show via podcast, armstrongandgetty.com. Uh, a couple days later. So, Randy, if you hear this and I'm in the car, hey, how's it going? Lovely weather we have today, huh? <laughs> cool. <laughs> Beautiful. Jack, a final thought for the folks? 
I watched a lot of sports back in the day. I used to be into all four of the big sports, and I would watch tons and tons of it. And I decided, you know, it's a waste of time. I'm wasting my life. I, better things to do. Life's too short. And I got it completely away from sports. I think I've decided that I'm doing myself more harm than good, that I need some fluff, mindless, doesn't-matter entertainment in my life so I'm not always on the serious stuff. So I'm going to fully get back into the Golden State Warriors. Uh, best team in basketball. Steph Curry setting that record last night. And just, I don't know, veg out at least now and then. Welcome back to Fluff. I really don't have time for a final thought. A bunch of news broke toward the end of the show, including L.A. County schools have postponed the vaccine mandate till fall because they realized it's unworkable, it's unpopular, and the age of mandates is over. Wake up and smell the liberty. I hope that can keeps getting kicked down the road. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. God bless America. The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. What the American people need is a break. Let's go, Brandon. (laughs) I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. And we apologize for our stupidity. Yeah, he's a damn idiot. Go away! Get out of here, you moron! You hippie! (laughs) Take your turtleneck and fart. On that high note, thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty.